0: What's up, guys? This is Danny Langloss, and you're listening to the Leadership Excellence Podcast. Please hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. Consider giving us a rating or a review so we can keep growing and help more people. Thank you. There are so many things that impact our ability to achieve success, but none are more important than leadership. Individuals and organizations rise and fall with leadership. We are here to help you rise. Thank you for joining us. This is the Leadership Excellence Podcast. Hello, leaders, and welcome to Leadership Excellence. My name is Danny Langwas, and today I'm joined by my good friend, Scott Ferguson, and he's going to help us level up our game. Fergie is the host of Time to Shine Today podcast. His mission is not to have Anyone feel like they have no one? We're going to hear about his story here in just a minute. So, so powerful. His story was highly sought after in the entertainment business, and he's really just finally got to the point where he's ready to share that. So I'm, I'm just excited he's going to do that here. Uh, Time to Shine a Day podcast. Scott shares knowledge nuggets to help individuals to level up both in business and in personal. He's going to have some good stuff for us today. He, he's a veteran, Scott. Thank you so much for your service to our country, U.S. Navy, Multiple deployments: Iraq, Afghanistan, Somalia. This man's put his life on the line for our freedom. We we couldn't be we couldn't be more grateful for that. You know, we talk about his podcast, active podcaster, over fifty thousand followers. He's a real estate junkie and investor. Fergie, thank you so much for carving out some time, man. Thank you for joining us. I
1: appreciate you having me, and thank you, leaders, for listening in. This is just fantastic, Dan. I really, really, really appreciate you.
0: Well, some time ago, I think it released in December uh scott had me on the podcast great great episode i'm used to being the host and asking the questions he was he was firing (laughs) at me and uh we had a great time if you missed that i'll link it in the podcast description yeah but it it was really good it was a it was a deep it was a deep dive we had a lot of fun
1: yeah it was a blast it's episode 163 and like the knowledge nuggets you dropped about being proactive choose courage over comfort live your values it's been it was a freaking fantastic interview we did with you man you it was uh, awesome you know you said was it seek first understand then to be understood i mean you left yeah. knowledge nuggets galore brother you actually remember some
0: of our conversation i'm yeah man yeah well we got got you. You know, <laughs> fergie i think i think again thank you for your service to our company
1: yeah, appreciate it
0: that's a, that's a big that's a big big deal you want to start by sharing your story with us by sharing your story
1: yeah man um i was born in 1972 uh, in the Philippines, uh, it was during the Vietnam war. My father was an American and my mother was Filipino and he got killed in, in Nam. That's what I've been told. Wow. Anyways. So at the time mixed breed babies, um, were frowned upon because the size that we grow to them I and I'm six, one, I'm two and pretty well put together. So they didn't want to have the average height and weight of a Filipino man was like five, or like a buck 40 max. And they were afraid of us coming and taking over the country. And that's, that was their thought back in the seventies. So they're literally taking the male mixed breed bastard children from their mothers and shipping them to Spain because the Spaniard, Spain owns the Philippine islands or they control it. And no one really happens, knows what happens to those, happen to those uh, males. So luckily I had an air force couple that was looking to adopt. They basically, my mom gave birth. They took me and gave me the air force couple. They restarted the adoption process her father, who's going to be my mother, they came. The, her father in the states in California got sick, so we fly back. I have a temporary passport, which I still have—the little passport to this day. And my the woman's father dies, and she went schizophrenic. They couldn't raise me, so they put me in an orphanage in California. Got adopted by a family who Larry and Diane, who I call my mom and dad now. Um, they uh, took a chance on me because they couldn't have children. I was dark skinned. And they were white and this is the seventies, early seventies. So that was still kind of taboo. And they really took a chance on me, but unfortunately my dad, who's my best friend, he's okay with me telling this part of the story. He's an alcoholic, really bad from Vietnam. Couldn't raise me. They divorce, you know, by the time I'm four years old. And so I got shipped around from family to family to family and basically had, had really bad kind of abandonment issues stuff. And my mother kept my twin sister. So it was like a uh, really kind of crazy situation growing up. A lot of abandonment issues. That's why we say at Time to Shine today, we don't want to have anyone to feel like they have no one. So that's just kind of the the roots, parts of my story uh, that, that kind of set the basis for Time to Shine today.
0: Wow. Pain to passion, right?
1: That's it, baby. Got Champion.
0: it. Champion. That, that's, wow, what a story. Let people just soak that in for a second. Yeah. And to think about, you know, where you came from. Yeah, man. Struggles. That I mean that that system, right? Uh orphanage to orphanage. And to be the incredible success, role model, source of strength for right. so many people out there, right? Because right. man, a lot of people don't have that story, but but everybody's got their
1: story. Right.
0: And to have somebody like you be a champion for 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 people, that's that's a big deal.
1: Yeah, and I and I appreciate you saying that. It it allows me to be able to pay it forward to the people that are out there that really need the help, and to to be able to level up. And, and that's that's the part. And and I do that by putting the right people together through Time to Shine today. It, it's been awesome, man. It's been awesome.
0: And, and so this is something I was watching a podcast that you did. <clears throat> we might have talked about it a little bit before, but so you actually when 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 people need help. And when people reach out, I mean, if you can help them, you're all over it. But you have made so many connections with so many different experts, so many different amazing, caring people. You don't have to be an expert to be a caring person to be able to help. Right. Right. And so you actually connect people that are good fit, that are in the best position to help as well.
1: Absolutely. You know that. And I appreciate you saying that. Basically. What we do at Time to Shine today is we do run marketing for for people that you know that are looking to be coached and leveled up, but I also have people that reach out to me directly. And fortunately, I've been able to connect, like you said, and interview people and put them into what I call my time to shine today family. And I only coach five people one-to-one, five executives that I get paid pretty handsomely and I don't want to take on anymore. Um, But I'm able to not turn anybody away because I've made the alliances with the people that I've interviewed. And so people take 15, 20 minutes and they will, like, so I know they're serious. Okay. They take 15, 20 minutes, fill out a questionnaire, I send them. And then I use the people that I've interviewed and I kind of put them together with those people. And then I send them the podcast interview and then they say, well, I want to be introduced to Danny. And then I make a warm introduction. And so time to shine today. We give, give, give until it hurts so good. But at the same time, we're open to reciprocation. And the reciprocation is where if I, someone hires Danny Langloss, then we set up an affiliate agreement with you and being able to um, you know make some money on it. And we did last year in a total beta um, it, with only six different coaches, um, we did almost $100,000 in, in coaching commissions for them. So, which is, which is great. And we've been able to help and change lives. I had one person reach out, literally wanting to commit suicide and heard my story about my little brother killing himself. And basically I was interviewing a suicide counselor and I put that person with that counselor and he's still alive today, which is pretty awesome.
0: That's pretty awesome. That's it. Yeah, You've been through it, man. Yeah, been
1: it's been, it. it's been crazy.
0: So, so let's talk a little bit about your secret sauce. Let's help people level up. Right? What What are some nuggets, some knowledge nuggets, as you call them, that, that you convey, that you help people with? What are What are some of the best things you got there?
1: Brother, I am the biggest goofball in the world, so I can't wait till you come down here. I know you go to that other side of Florida that's boring, but when you come to the East Coast where all the PGA courses are and we take you out and have a good time, you're going to find out that I am the biggest goofball. You know, I, I learned that you don't take life too seriously. You'll never make it out alive. Like, I am the hugest yeah goofball that's out there. And unless I'm negotiating for a client or I'm on the clock in some way, shape or form that that's to me for leadership is you got to be very, very like, don't, don't take everything so seriously. There's going to come times when you're in hard target situations, which you be in what you do for a living. You've been in them, oh, yeah. but I've did my past. I've been in them that you take stuff seriously. But other than that, man, I think the first step is you can't take yourself seriously. I'm not talking about self-deprecate yourself and and put yourself down and ha, ha ha no, I'm talking just nothing unless it needs to be addressed urgently, nothing is is urgent. I think that that's where I really start. I do things for intention and not attention and that came over time of really learning not to, um, I, I always was that attention, lack of a better term, whore. I always wanted it, you know, because of my abandonment issues, my past and whatnot, I always wanted, it, but I learned that I, now in the past 12, 13 years, I've really started doing it for the intention and not the attention. And then also mentoring is huge, man, in leadership. You know, my mentor told me that, you know, the more you mentor, the more immortal you become. And that's where I really want to pay it forward with mentoring and helping as much as I can.
0: Mentoring is such an important part of leadership, right? Coaching, mentoring, uh, something big now, especially as we attack social justice issues, inequities in the workplace, allyship, right? Intentionally Mm. mentoring, sponsoring, working with people and, you know, and, you know, and marginalized, you know, marginalized groups. And that's a a big deal. And I can think to, to myself, of of some mentors that I've had that have just had a huge impact on my life, the late uh <laughs> Lieutenant Harry Olfertz. Right. The man, I tell you what, there there's in so uh, for those listening, probably know I was a police officer for 21 years, 10 years police chief. Uh, but Harry Olforts very early on in my career made such an impact in my life taught me, you know, for sure. And I, I knew it was, but it's policing's about service, about caring yes. about people. It's for about being there for people in their hardest times. And there were some people, I mean, I'm going to be honest, they were a pain, right? Like every sure. time they came in, there was a problem and, and they'd walk in the door, <laughs> they'd walk yeah. in the door. And what everybody else took off the other way, he came walking out to help them every single time. Every person's a human being always had a positive attitude, had the highest level of standards, um, and just just taught taught us so much that mentorship's a big deal. And I've I, from that now in my career, I've got five different mentors. Um, only one of them is even in my field. Most of them are in different areas. Love it uh, to give different perspectives, and yeah. it just it changes everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and you told me the story about you know asking people that were above you in a sense how you can improve. And I think, was that that gentleman that told you to go and do that? Because I know that you were, I mean, your listeners probably know, but you made rank and everything pretty quickly. I mean, the opportunities were there, if I remember, uh, for you to make it, but you put yourself in the position to be chosen, which is, which is pretty huge.
0: Yeah, that, that whole thing we talked about, you know, preparation plus opportunity equals success. You know, yeah. you know what's going to come. So I had one mentor, Lieutenant Harry Olfert who passed away a few years ago. Suddenly, uh, another mentor through my career, Chief Capitelli, <clears throat> is the one that he was lieutenant at the time and helped me through some of those struggles, some yeah. of my perception issues, teaching me how to build relationships stronger, how to, how to change perception. And it, it changed my career. Right, he changed my career and the, and the pathway of my career. And he helped me reach my full potential. You know, there, there's so much power. You talk about like knowledge nuggets and, and leveling up.
1: Mm-hmm. There's so
0: much power in just believing in somebody.
1: Right. Oh, it's huge.
0: Believing in somebody, right?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that that came, I mean, my father was was awesome. Uh, but, you know, I, I really excelled at mm-hmm. athletics, you know, and to have those coaches throughout my life really believed in me that would push me. Um that that's you're right. I mean, just having somebody in there with that that full belief that they will push you and do things even though you're scared. You know, yeah. that's pretty awesome. So you talked about life, life's too short. Don't don't take
0: things too seriously. There's a time to be serious. There's mm-hmm. a time to step up, don't take yourself too seriously, right? Enjoy life. There's there's plenty of bumps along the road. So so be grateful. Don't take it too seriously. Have have fun. Do things for intention, not attention. Right. I mean, Absolutely. Why we do things translates into how we do things. Absolutely. And, and if you're trying to get glory or, or attention, in your case, you're not trying to get glory. I mean, when you understand the story, you know that makes sense. But that mm-hmm. realization, as you become this champion for others, this incredible leader, this incredible source of inspiration, knowing that you do things for intention, and that's mm-hmm. where the greatest impact is. And then talking about mentorship. What are some things? So you you did some time in the military, right? Sure. Like you, mm-hmm. you served our country. You were in some tough places. Sure. What are, what are some takeaways from that experience that you brought back that have helped you in in your career?
1: You know, it's thanks for asking that question. It's basically the my the person next to me's life is more important than mine. And it, it, it's funny when you go into boot camp, most people go into boot camp, including myself. Like I wasn't sought after by big name division one colleges, but there were smaller ones that offer me books, scholarships, or you know, place to live or whatnot. Um, small ones, but they didn't like my 1.8 grade point average afterwards, you know. So um my dad was like, dude, you're not living here for free after you graduate, you know, you're gonna have to get a job. So uh, military was it. So when I went into boot camp, I'm looking around. I mean, there's like gangbangers and like people that the judge is like, you can go to jail for two to three years. You can go to the military for two to four years. And so you had these 84 dudes there that are coming that weren't, probably was not in their life plan, including myself to go in the military and make them walk in cadence, you know, to make them do everything together to understand that your brethren is life is more important than yours. And you do everything you can in your power to keep them alive And that's where it really resonated as I moved forward with leadership to the other person really is more important than yourself. You know, you have to be number one to the point where you have to take care of your body, to have to take care of your mind and stuff like that, because helping people won't matter if you're not able to do that for yourself. But, you know, the military really instilled in that, um, that you can rely on other people as well. You know, and I mean thanks a lot more to the Facebook phenomenon that started in 0506. You know, I got to regroup with a lot of the dudes that I that I served with, and we have epic, you know, weekends that we still hang out one weekend a year, and it's usually at my place, unfortunately. <laughs> if any of my boys are listening, because you know the Honda Classic comes here and it's a huge veterans tent, you know, a PGA National, and you know, I and we all get in free and we just have a night of debauchery. So, but we're all there for each other. We just lost one of our tough, you know, tight guys last, last Saturday night to a heart attack, you know, rest in peace, Warren, you know? So it's tough, man. It's a family that you have that's there, which I'm sure you see it in the police force as well, you know? Um, But it's just something that you've went to war together and, and, and relied on each other and knowing that someone relied on you is huge, you know? So that, that very easily feeds through to the leadership for sure.
0: Yeah. So when you talk about the military, I I hear you talk about the development and appreciation and how to be part of and how to create Mm -hmm. great teams. I hear you talk about service, which is a huge part of leadership. You said something that's super important. We talk about a lot is the other other people, the people that that we serve, that we take care of the most important, but we have to take care of ourselves so we can take care of them to the best of our ability. You know, and then the ability to rely on others, and I think that's one of the problems today with leaders is that they are so worried about failing, or maybe about being discovered that they're not this persona that they put out there. Mm-hmm. They they don't trust and rely on other people. They start to micromanage. They resort result to you know power and control, and they really just destroy destroy organizations.
1: Right, they do, and none of them take responsibility. <laughs> you know, it's just the wow. truth. I see it. And neither did I for parts of my life, but, you know, my, a good friend of mine pulled me aside and said, brother, you need to start start taking responsibility. He asked me to define what responsibility was. And really I couldn't, you know, but he's just like, bro, it's rooted in the word. It's the ability to respond. It's like, you have to, no matter what the situation is, you have to have the ability to respond and not react. And that's changed. That just conversation changed my whole life And responsibility is the ability to respond. Right. And doesn't say the ability to react. It's just the ability to respond to situations, you know? so that's that's huge. And any leader has got to be able to to take that responsibility and again have the ability to respond to any situation,
0: yeah, absolutely. the key 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 takeaway here, right? Never react, always respond. When right. we react, we let other people and other facts and circumstances dictate know yeah. who we are. When we respond, that's a deliberate response. We're in control, representing who we are. So we've talked about some of the some of the key takeaways from the military, right? The defense, mm-hmm. but you've talked about your dad mm-hmm. and your guys's close relationship and him being, you know, a, a mentor. Of sorts to you. What what are a couple of the key takeaways? What is your dad instilled in you that's made you who you are today that that's led to your success?
1: My dad is a giant. He's six, he well, he was six six and about 270 back in the day. And he was the guy that would he could take a phone book with the covers on it, rip it in half, you know. And but you never carried himself like that. He was just a silent man. They're very stoic. When you spoke, you listened. I got out of line once and only once. <laughs> and I learned my lesson really fast with that. He was never abusive verbally. He, you know, he had his demons with the alcohol, but other than that, he was just fantastic. And, you know, he's, and I see this in the most affectionate way. He's a simple man. You know, he grew up picking cotton in Alabama, moved to the industrial North, worked on the line at General Motors. So he never really chased that big lights, bright city, whatever, you know, uh, be, big big city bright lights. You know, he never did that. He was just super simple and humble, but he, when he spoke people listened because he just, he he simplified dumb stuff down. I'll still call him up and say, man, dad, I am in this, I'm dealing with this. And they just be like, don't worry about it. You know, he has a very thick Southern jaw. you know? And that's what I really learned is that everything I took, what he taught me and put my own spin on it because he's like, it's going to end, Scott. It's going to end. I promise you it's going to end if I'm going through a bad time. And so that, that's where I came up with that I coach my clients is the overlapping of happiness. It's like, if you're going through a hard time, Danny, that I guarantee it's going to end. I, I guarantee if you lose your job, it, that will end. You know, you're going to find another job, you know, something happens, it's going to end. And so what I learned to do is overlap my happiness, meaning like if I'm going on vacation, say like you did last month and you came to Florida, you're jacked up about it. But guess what? That vacation ended, right? So you have to consistently find things that create happiness for yourself and create happiness for others and overlap your happiness. That's what I live for is overlapping my happiness. Me being a goofball helps with that. But my old man, my pops would always tell me this is going to end, Scott. I promise you it's going to end. So I just figured, like, listen, man. My pop says it's gonna be true. He's my hero. So I overlap that happiness, overlap that happiness, and I find things that make me happy and that can make other people happy. And that—that's what the huge takeaway my old man's given me, man. My pops, I love them.
0: That is awesome. Harry Olford's the the mentor I talked to you about that that mm-hmm. passed away. One of the one of the things he said really relates to what your pop said is this too shall pass
1: it shall pass yeah there's
0: two there's two phrases that i heard from him more than anything one was this (laughs) too shall pass yep we deal with a lot of tough stuff in in policing especially Mm. the nine years i was assigned to investigations i mean from death notifications to investigating you know baby homicides to adult homicides to Child sexual abuse investigations and stuff. But the second phrase he used was outstanding. <laughs> and somebody might say, well, that's not a phrase, that's one word. But when whenever, whenever you asked him how he was doing, it didn't matter what was going on, the answer was always outstanding. He outstanding. had this positive presence and energy about him that was just phenomenal. The other thing I heard you say about your dad is being able to simplify things, right? Mm. Like it's easy to get overwhelmed. And I think great leaders make the complex simple. They simplify things. It makes it easier to take that action. They take steps and they got a confident belief. We're going to figure this thing out and it's going to be okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that you get the trust of everybody. When you can break down complex things into simple inch by inch, it's a cinch kind of thing by the art. It's hard. You know, a good leader will simplify that. It's like me and my dad, you know, we, we, I flew up to Atlanta cause I didn't want, you know, Alabama actually where he lives now. And cause I didn't want him to drive down to Florida for Thanksgiving and alone. And he still did 90% of the driving. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. I have that much trust in my dad who's 72 has neuropathy in his feet from Vietnam, you know, you know, the, the to have him drive, you know, it's just, you have that trust because he dumbed everything down to where, I know that if that semi turns over, I know my dad's going to know what to do, you know, he, cause he simplifies everything. And that's awesome that you had brought that up about it. And, and, and it's funny. My dad said when I have, he's like, Scott, this too shall pass. It's going to end. My dad says the exact same thing. So that's funny. He said that because man, it just rang in my ear. I was like, man, Larry says that too.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Another one of my, another one of my passions is uh, helping people with substance use disorder mm. and, and to really understand this is a disease. I mean, mm. at some point somebody can, can choose to, you know, drink alcohol or choose to use, name the drug, but, right. but, but it is a disease and it's a chronic relapsing disease. And we've seen so many people struggle from that disease. We just lost uh, a friend, you know, really from that disease. Um, great guy was on the police department, you know, fought some demons, um, had PTSD and, you know, he, he used to talk about how he, you know, just, you know, splashed some alcohol on it just to, just to put it down. And right, just, th- there's a lot of people out there struggling. And if, if they are, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Like mm-hmm. you're breaking that stigma, There's help out there. There's people that can help. Please get help.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Get
0: get help. And if if you're listening to this podcast and and you're struggling, reach out, reach out to me, reach out to Scott. You know, we created the second program in the country that puts people into treatment instead of arrest them. And that's with heroin addiction. And so we're, we're all about, you know, we, we put over 500 people to treatment, helped 150 communities create programs like this. And it's a big deal. You mentioned it a couple of times. So, you know, you gotta be proud of where your dad is at now. Yeah. Right?
1: Oh yeah. Mental hygiene's huge on everything. You know, I dealt with my demons. My old man was the one that said, I didn't get help. You go get help. So I see Dr. Gold, you know, every six months at the the VA, you know, he's a psychologist, he's a psychiatrist. And then I see, you know, my shrink once a week, Dr. Simano. I have absolutely no shame in my game talking about it, you know, cause he brings a lot of the stuff and, and he keeps it in controlled chaos in a sense. You know, and I strongly urge people that that to work on their mental hygiene and reach out to me or whoever and, and we'll we'll get you with the right people in, in a heartbeat. You know, I mean we'll make it happen with one phone call within 30 minutes, you'll be talking to somebody.
0: Yeah, getting that help, that's a strength. You know, going through a lot of the things that that I saw as a police officer. Um, as you know, even before I became a police officer as a volunteer firefighter and an EMT running on an ambulance, right? that's a lot, you know, the stuff I'm sure that you saw deployed in the military, that's a lot. The the Mm -hmm. stuff that your dad saw in Vietnam, that my dad served in Vietnam and saw, and so that's a strength to get that help. And I know there were several times where I went to, you know, somebody that I had a relationship with provider who was absolutely phenomenal and it, it makes all the difference in the world. And, you Absolutely. know, when, when there's no reason to struggle because mm-hmm. there's resources there. And so to get that, get that help. What I want to transition to Fergie is as we, you know, move towards a wrap up mm-hmm. is we talked about, you know, some of that initial secret sauce, talked about some lessons from the military, talked about lessons from, you know, one of your mentors, your dad. Um, mm-hmm. Let's dive into that clients, right? Cause you're a coach, you, mm-hmm. you work with people. Um, what, what, what are a couple of. Uh, big things that you focus on when, when you're working with people?
1: With knowing that I'm not there to show them how to do something. I'm there to listen open-mindedly, no judgment and kind of put them in positions to where that they can succeed because that's what a coach is. Vince Lombardi or whoever your favorite coach is not on the field doing it, man. Okay. So they will call in a specialist, which would be a consultant come and get the play done right you know they'll that that's what i'm not a consultant i'm a coach i'm going to put you in the best position possible by listening intently to what you're saying and then we're going to put together a game plan together that's what coaches do you know consultants will go out and do the work and tell you what to do a consultant would be your tom brady or your patrick mahomes your quarterback if you will, where a coach, that's what I do is I will put you in the best possible position to succeed at what your big why is and your big what you're going towards. So that's, I believe, is, is paramount in coaching is to listen intently, non-judgmentally, be vulnerable as a coach, but don't think that you're going to tell them how to fix it. You're going to put them in the best position to fix it and get them growing.
0: So I think there's, a huge huge leadership lesson here great leaders are great multipliers absolutely and, and we don't create we don't multiply by doing things for people right. we multiply by helping people figure it out and and we do that through asking questions right. listening when we're asked questions we ask questions back oftentimes the answer is within the person it's helping them figure that out right, right? it's coaching and that's i tell you that, that's a huge role of leaders today. Right. And and I think that's why so many leaders have a hard time because telling somebody what to do, that's easy. Yeah, it's right? easy. That's yeah. easy. <laughs> but coaching somebody so they can figure out how to do it on their own and then being secure and humble enough and vulnerable to, to not have that hurt our ego or right. our pride or our self-worth when they do it better. Yep. When, when you can take joy in the fact they do it better. Absolutely. I think that's. I think that's absolutely, absolutely amazing. Fergie, what what kind of a call to action or a final nugget do you have as we start to walk out of this episode?
1: Um be humble. I mean, that's that's the the my call to action every day is being humble because I'm so competitive. You know, I grapple, you know, pretty much on a daily basis. I'm always like doing things to compete with myself, but when you're around others and you want to be a leader, um, you have to be humble. And that's where, you know, that in the, you know, I, I was told and I've read and I live now that the tree that has the most fruit is the tree that bends to the ground. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you have to do that. You've got to help other people along. And, you know, and like Mike Dodge, the barefoot sense, he says, it's a sin not to grin. You got to smile, man. You got to yeah. smile,
0: you got to smile to be humble. I love that. And yeah, and humility's also, huge. Your whole mindset to service and serving others, you know, Simon Sinek talks about leadership mm-hmm. isn't about being in charge. It's about taking care of those in your charge. Absolutely. Um, and, and these days, especially if you look at modern leadership, uh, we got to lead the whole person. We got to care about people. We got to be great listeners. We got to ask good questions. Absolutely. And yeah. We gotta be, we gotta be a good, we gotta be a good coach. So I'm talking to Scott Ferguson. Uh, Scott's just an incredible guy. We've become friends here over the last you know, yeah, five to six months. He's an amazing, amazing man. Again, served in the U S Navy. Uh, was out there, you know, you know, protecting our country, protecting our democracy. Um, and he's helping so many people now, like through his coaching business, through his podcast, time to shine today. Um, you know, it's just, it's really incredible. I appreciate you opening up and, 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 and going a little bit deeper and let me get to know you a little bit better and sharing that no, with our it. listeners.
1: No, I appreciate it, Danny. And thank you for having me on, man. It's been nothing short of a pleasure and, you know, just, uh, you are leveling up a lot of people too, brother. So We're it's, trying. it's it, man. Yeah. Just keep rocking this.
0: Stay, stay humble. I'm learning more Than I'm given, you know, and that's that's a big learning more than I'm given. I'm trying to get one percent better every day. Scott, you know, you shared some secret sauce with us. Don't take life too seriously. Um, You know, do things for intention, not attention. That's a big, big deal. From the military, I mean, you really learn the value of service, team, how to work than a team, the importance of having people's back, uh, the importance of serving others, building relationships. From from your dad, you learned that that. That, that great leaders simplify things. You understand exactly. that no matter what you're going through, this too shall pass. Uh, and with your clients, a big thing is own your own happiness. We, we create our happiness, right? And, and you talked about you you talked about that and and I thought that was important. and just the power of listening, asking questions and listening and your call to action of being humble, So many incredible takeaways. And you know, as I look at this, thirty two minutes, Uh, I just really (laughs) appreciate you doing that. I
1: appreciate you for the time, man. This is awesome. Thank
0: you. Yeah. If you guys are interested in learning more about, about Fergie, uh, he is from LinkedIn, his website, podcast, all that'll be linked in to the podcast description. We'll be throwing out some nuggets all week on LinkedIn when this drops, which will be in a couple weeks from the time we record it. Um, So, so look to follow that. Uh, If you enjoyed today's episode, you know, check out some other episodes. We, you know, as of the time we're recording this, we've got 31 episodes out there. Uh, by the time this releases, it'll be 35 or 36. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. Consider giving us a rating or review. If you do that, it just helps us reach more people organically. So if you like what you're hearing by doing that, it helps other people find us. And finally, last but not least, remember, always be committed to excellence.